Greetings, everyone. It is now time for Marked Safe. Tales of your very favorite and most beloved disasters. On Mark Safe, we discuss events and details that some may find disturbing. Listener discretion is advised. Please listen responsibly and stay safe. And now, here with your hosts, Brianne and Melanie, this is Mark Safe. Happy birthday, buddy. Thank you. <laughs> it's my birthday. You, it's your birthday. It's I don't think birthday. I've ever recorded on my birthday. I don't think you have. I've recorded at midnight when it turned into my birthday. I think maybe a couple times, but I don't think we have ever recorded on your birthday. Yeah, this is kind of a different recording schedule than we normally do because I have plans. You have plans. Someone posted something on Facebook about your birthday last night, um, which I guess is because it was an Australian, so it was your birthday there first. Mm -hmm. And I saw it and I was like, no, because <laughs> I'd talked to you all day. Like, I'd called you that morning. You thought you I was forgot? Still in fucking bed. Like, I had had a phone conversation with you first fucking thing that morning. <laughs> And you were like, why are you calling? And I was like, just chatting. And I'm like, oh, my God, what a fucking asshole. No, it's today. It's today. Those pesky I Australians. Yeah. I mean, I felt like I knew when your birthday was, but I I panicked for a moment. No, you are, you are totally fine. I'm going to go to the casino tonight. Oh, yes. Ching, ching. <laughs> I cannot wait. It's going to be the best. Amazing. Mm. What, I'm so excited for you. Do you? I'm I'm sorry. I'm so excited to like do my birthday stuff. So can we just like Yes, we can jump into it. I think people will understand if we just get down to fucking business. Okay. Okay. So let's start with the bracket. And I'm actually really excited about this because I saw both of these live. Oh. Not like live, like in person, well, but yeah. on TV. <laughs> and ooh. Gosh, the secondhand embarrassment. Yes. Let me tell oh you. Oh, my fucking God. So it's the La La Land Oscar faux pas versus Miss Universe faux pas. Can I say, can I say none of it? Is that allowed? Can I say I fucking <laughs> hate it all? <laughs> you can hate it all. <laughs> I hate it all. Oh, my freaking God. Do you I... get secondhand embarrassment? So bad. It's and the I worst, huh? I hate it. There is nothing enjoyable about it. I absolutely despise it. And uh, this, I, I oh, whichever one wins this one, I will tell you now it's not going any fucking farther. I don't care what it's <laughs> up against. <laughs> oh, I, I hate it. Thanks, I hate it. That is what I say to you about this one. And, um, so I absolutely hated every second of researching this, and I want it to be done. So we're just going to talk about this, and okay. then we're going to move on. And I never want to talk about it again. Um, so you already know the winner for when this one goes up against something. So first, we have the 2017 Oscars mix-up, which, again, as always, chef's kiss to your pairing here. You are... <laughs> You the thought that you put into this is quite evident and it's beautiful, except, you know, nothing's beautiful this week. Everything's bad. <laughs> so 2017 Oscars. Who was it that did this? It was Faye Dunaway and Warren Beatty. And they went up to announce the winner for Best Picture, 
but somebody had fucked up the envelope situation and basically Emma Stone had won Best Actress for La La Land, but something had gotten fucked up with the envelope and they read that La La Land had won Best Picture. But it hadn't. And nope. <laughs> nope, nope. And after a moment, somebody said, I'm sorry, no, there's been a mistake. Moonlight, you guys won Best Picture. This is not a joke. Come up here. Uh. <laughs> oh, so the Moonlight cast and the the fucking cast and crew of La La Land was already up there giving their acceptance speeches. Yep. Like I'm holding my face right now. I'm so horrified by this. <laughs> I think I have my hand in my cheek. I'm so upset. What a ride. Oh my fuck. So they were already up there giving their acceptance speeches. Surprise, Moonlight actually won. They come up, you know, the audience is like, holy shit. I mean that that's basically it. Yeah. But there, you know, there's a couple things like that. I read an Entertainment Weekly, you know, brief on this. I was familiar with this one, but I wanted to brush up. And it said, even those offstage were confused. A photo went viral of La La Land star Ryan Gosling watching the chaos unfold. And he later explained that when the show's producers rushed the stage to interrupt the La La Land acceptance speeches, his first thought was that someone had been hurt. And then I just heard, oh, Moonlight won. And I was so relieved that I started laughing. So that's <laughs> cute. It also, cute. Um, Jimmy, it's a very cute picture. Also, um, Jimmy Kimmel was the host. And he said about it. He said, we're sitting there and we noticed some commotion going on. Matt says, I think I heard the stage manager say they got the winner wrong, which is unusual. But you figure, well, the host will go on stage and clear this up. And then I remember, oh, I'm the host. Oh, no. Oh, and man, as a parent, what a relatable thing. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, that is the la la bullshit in a nutshell. But then we have the Miss Universe mistake in 2015 when Steve Harvey mistakenly announced that Miss Columbia was the winner of Miss Universe when she really she was the runner-up and it was Miss Philippines who had won. And it's pretty much the same fucking story, only I feel like it, it was maybe even more awkward, I think. I feel like they came after Steve Harvey They really did. Harder. They really did. Like, it, it got a little nasty in the aftermath, Yeah, honestly. I felt so bad for him. Because I, I mean, know. like, fuck. Yeah, like, he's, yeah. we're human. <laughs> I also feel like he didn't roll with some of the jokes quite as well as he could have. So basically, he he reads this. I don't fully understand what went wrong. I've read his descriptions of what went wrong, and I, I walk away with more questions than answers. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it's about as clear as mud. But he said... I have to apologize and then took a long pause and says, the first runner up is Columbia. Miss Philippines, take your first walk as Miss Universe. And everybody was fucking big mad at Steve Harvey. Harvey. Mm -hmm. Steve Harvey. Harvey. (laughs) Now here I am slandering him (laughs) like this. (laughs) You leave that man and his mustache alone. His mustache it's it's in charge of things it's large and in charge it can't be stopped it can't be controlled it's beautiful it is a sight to behold so he had to go on like a whole interview apology tour which i mean which is ridiculous i think i mean he may or may not have fucked up it's kind of unclear whether it was really a him problem or not but he did he had to go on this whole apology tour and then there was a thing a couple years and oh and also um miss columbia and like 
just you know the columbia side of things in general really made a whole fucking thing about it she did an interview and it said in four minutes they destroy your dreams they throw it in a bag and they throw it in the trash which fuck i mean i mean that had to be awful for her but but you know what it was going to be destroyed anyways whether it was like yeah a mix-up or not like come on like i mean i i get i you know i don't know I get the roller coaster and how it can make you feel even yeah, worse. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I feel like at home with her friends or her family or whatever, she's more than entitled to be fucking devastated. But I also feel like this was an honest mistake. This was human error. So maybe just calm down in the press. Mm-hmm. I don't know that we really need to do this. Um, There's well a reason then, why you're runner up. Yeah, well. It's called Grace, maybe. <laughs> Damn. Ooh. Sorry. Savage. <laughs> All right, get out your victim blaming. We're we're early in the episode for this, guys. Get your bingo cards out. You're not fucking around. Well, then a few years later, Miss Costa Rica referenced it, and um, he was asking her about hosting tips, and she said, "I think you're doing good. The outfit is fine. The smile is always great. But I have to give you, but I have to give you one advice, just for the future, just in case. If they ever give you a really, really important envelope, just try to read it carefully, okay?" <laughs> and he was like, "Y'all just won't let it go, huh?" Which I feel like he could have kind of leaned into the joke a little yeah. bit more. Yeah. Um, like it's clear that it's still a raw nerve. Although, can you really blame him for that? But you know, it's it's. It's definitely still a raw nerve. So I guess I hate them both. I hate them both from the bottom of my fucking heart. Um, I will have to go with the La La Land one because I feel like there were at least a couple moments of levity in that. Like right. you know, Ryan Reynolds and the whole Jimmy Kimmel thing. There, there's not much <laughs> in the other one. <laughs> it's it's just it, it's undiluted cringing and I don't enjoy it. I don't enjoy either one of them, but at least the other has a little bit of, you know, relief. Yeah. Well, you ready to jump into it? I'm ready. I'm fucking dying to hear what this is about because you have been hyping this up and I don't I don't think I I don't have any clue, do I? No. No. I don't even know if I've ever told you this was on my list of things to do. Oh my goodness, okay. I've kind of like surprised with everybody. I've kind of like kept it a little guarded and you know, it's my birthday and uh I think there's no better time for it. Happy fucking birthday. So I was born in 1980, and it was a really fucking weird year. Mm -hmm. The United States defeated the Soviet Union in the midst of the Cold War in an ice hockey match. you said the Cold War made a cameo. (laughs) Yep. In an ice hockey match called The Miracle on Ice, Mm -hmm. John Lennon was assassinated. 3M starts selling post-it notes for the first time ever, which were invented by Romy's friend, Michelle. You will not get that pop culture reference, but hopefully somebody out there does. (laughs) A severe summer heat wave in the southern United States caused over 1,100 deaths. CNN signed on air for the very first time ever. Killer clown John Wayne Gacy Jr. was sentenced to death for the murder of 33 boys and young men. And what will be today's episode? The eruption of Mount St. Helens. Holy fuck. And yes, I absolutely did know that this was on your list. You have talked about this. I have. I was like yes. unsure. You, But not in a while. And I think that I have actually peer pressured you into doing this a couple times. <laughs> and every time you're like, someday, someday. This is this is a, in the, the golden list of like fucking 9-11, Challenger. This yes. is some shit we've wanted covered. 
I want to hear this. Like, I'm just here as a listener right now. Well, listen, it's going to be two parts because it is, it's a lot. I'm not, I'm not cramming all this shit into one episode. Can't do it. And also it's your birthday. It's my birthday. It's your birthday. It's okay. All right. So, yeah, like I said, I've been wanting to cover this one for a while now. Um, If you're new. I'm so fucking here for this. Like, I if I didn't have to edit this, I would go get some fucking popcorn right now. I'm so into this. Um, If you're new here, you might know or you might not know that my husband, Cody, is a helicopter pilot. When we before we settled in Louisiana, we lived a bunch of states, but. The longest state that we lived in together was Oregon, and that's where he went to school to be a pilot. He was a flight instructor there. And there was one time where he um, was taking a student on a cross-country trip. It's just a a longer length, you know, so they can build hours and learn Mm -hmm. and all this stuff. And um, they decided to fly over Mount St. Helens. And he has, like, some incredible aerial photos and i will post those on social media it's they're quite i mean they're several years old now at this point everything always changes but it's quite bananas to look at even like to this day i will also say ahead of time i did pull a ridiculous amount of quotes because it's my birthday (laughs) it's your birthday i love a good pull quote i'm just gonna this is a little bit of a present to myself (laughs) Um, the eruption, I mean, it's out of this world fascinating, but equally is like the human element of it all. So I really wanted, God, I love how you do the human element stuff. It's so important to me. And this one has so much. All right. So in late March, 1980, University of Washington seismologist Steve Malone told the Associate Press that a small tremors had been rattling the area of Mount St. Helens for several days. He said, there's always a possibility of eruption. We know the mountain will erupt again, but we just don't know when. It's hard for scientists to make any predictions because none of the Cascade Mountain volcanoes had erupted since the installation of seismic stations that were put in 10 years prior. Small earthquakes in the area started on March 15th and continued on until Thursday, March 20th, uh, with a 4.2 earthquake that shook the area. And how high does that scale go? God damn you know, it, Brian. I'm sorry. You're embarrassing on my, <laughs> on my birthday. Let me look. <laughs> I'm going to look. How high? I need a frame of reference, Melanie. <laughs> okay, here we go. Although the Richter scale has no upper limit, the largest known shocks have had a magnitudes in 8.8 to 8.9 range. No upper limit. How could it not have a fucking upper limit? I don't like that answer. There's no limits. No, I hate it. There are no limits. I hate it. We just learned something new. And I hate it. Have you been through an earthquake? <laughs> I've told you the fish in my bed story. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's, yeah, we don't, we're not in a real earthquakey place. So that's about the closest I get. But I mean, of all the traumatic ways. <laughs> <laughs> They're so fucking weird. They're so uh, weird. Have uh, you? Oh, yeah. There was one on Easter Sunday, like several. I I mean, I was in California and um, I lived in a really shitty apartment, like really shitty. And we had some friends over and one of them was sitting on my couch and he was like kind of bopping his little foot on the ground. And I had a fish tank, too, at the time. And it started (laughs) sloshing. And I was like, hey, can you stop doing that? Like, this is a crusty apartment. Like, 
you're swishing my fish tank. And he stopped, but everything kept going. Oh. And it was like everyone just, I'm probably the dumbest thing ever, just started running out of the house. I don't know if it was the dumbest thing ever because. I mean, I mean, that feels like the right thing to me, but I don't know. I'm a Hoosier. I don't know. I didn't really. Maybe in that part, because that structure was not good. Like I literally saw because we were on the beach and one fourth of July, there were a ton of people on the steps and an argument ensued and the whole flight of steps collapsed to the ground. <gasps> And this oh is this is not like a huge apartment complex. This is like a like a bungalow thing where there's like, you know, six apartments and then there's like, you know, two little apartments upper level. But okay, so I'm googling whether you stay inside or go outside and this is not intuitive to me. <laughs> it says you should stay inside if you're inside and stay outside if you're outside. Yeah. I don't like that advice. There's no limits. Listen, I'm really <laughs> uncomfortable with the chaos of earthquakes. <laughs> I don't like this. Okay. I wonder if, like, you could, like, you know how they have those little Facebook tests where you're like, what Disney character are you? Or what song are you? What disaster are you? I mean, that is chaotic. Am I Am I an earthquake? Would you I? You fucking know I'm going to Google it. What would you be? Uh, oh, what would you be? Ooh, this is a good one. There has to be what kind of disaster are you? Oh, there is. Hold on. I'm finding it. Yep. What kind of natural disaster are you on Buzz- BuzzFeed? I feel like we should pause and take these. Okay. I'm paused already. <laughs> so we took okay. the test. The yes. results are in. What are you? You go first. It's your birthday. I'm, in fact, an earthquake. Oh, no shit. Read it to no me. No shit. It says, you're the type of person who is mostly quite calm and stable, but oh. occasionally... You just snap and make big, bold decisions, quitting your job, breaking up with someone, or moving to another place. After the sudden upheaval, you fully embrace a new status quo. I mean, that tracks for you. It does track for me. Watch yours. Watch yours. Okay, I'm a landslide. It says you like a lot of stability in your life and you respond with anger and fear to anything that disrupts your status quo. You're a bit of a masochist and tend to hurt yourself when you try to hurt someone else. Jesus, that has you pegged. Listen. (laughs) (laughs) BuzzFeed fucking chose violence today. BuzzFeed called it down Melanie (laughs) to choose violence. (laughs) We will will post a test for you guys to take in horrible (sighs) ghouls with our... uh, with our results on there too, so you guys, can... <laughs> that's hilarious. Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. So get back to it. Yeah. So there was a four point two earthquake um, that shook the area around Mount St. Helens, and she was awake after a hundred and twenty three year slumber. Over the uh, weekend, seismic activity increased from two little tremors per hour on that Friday to forty per hour by that Monday morning. They're happening so fast that we can't even count them, said University of Washington spokesman Dave Endicott. The earthquake soon began triggering avalanches, which prompted the Forest Service to close the mountain above the timberline, resulting in just a few precautionary evacuations on the north side of the mountain. Stanley Lee, who ran the Kid Valley store, thought the whole thing was just some big-ass scam. He said, I haven't felt nothing. It's just a crock cooked up by the Federal Forestry Service or them environmentalists to delay a big development of the Spirit Lakes Recreation Area. Now, I can't guarantee it, but that's my opinion. Okay. <laughs> okay, sir. 
Have a seat. <laughs> okay. You know, just all of them hippies. Yeah, Get off my fucking work. conspiracy. Yeah. On March 26, 35 officials from three southwest Washington counties and various state and federal agencies held a six-hour emergency meeting to decide what the next steps would be. Like, how do you plan for something? Like, it just can't be confirmed, you know? Yeah. Some in attendance couldn't wrap their minds around the uncertainty of it all. One state official even saying, you mean to tell me we as a nation can send a man to the moon and you can't predict if a volcano will erupt or not? I guess not. I guess not. <laughs> I mean, what the fuck do you want? <laughs> the next day, a 4.3 earthquake and a small eruption of Mount St. Helens sent ash into the sky. With reports that steam and ash were emerging from the top of Mount St. Helens, Everyone wanted to take a look-see. Reporter Christopher Brogan for the Spokesman Review took flight with a staff photographer. He wrote, Before we could make out any of the mountain's details, flashes of light, like fireflies, became visible in and around the air of St. Helens Crown. This was with the quick glare of sunlight off the windows of airplanes and helicopters ferrying geologists, U.S. Forest Service personnel, and news media to the now active volcano. Can you imagine, like, that's what you see? Like, it looks like a bunch of fireflies, but it's just a bunch of fucking aircrafts. No, that's kind of cool, though. Yeah. I, it sounds like an. I mean, it's bad. It but. sounds like a nightmare. That airspace sounds like a nightmare. Like if that's what it looks like, like ugh. Yeah, I can't even imagine like a pilot navigating it. No. Pilot Linda Durham said, "Everyone wants to go up. We've had more scenic riders than I've ever seen before. There's been a plane taking off or landing every thirty seconds to a minute all afternoon. Fuck. That's absolute chaos. Even." Washington Governor Dixie Lee Ray, a scientist herself, could not stay away, boarding the governor's plane and saying, I've always wanted to live long enough to see one of our volcanoes erupt. Um, you're the governor. I don't know if you should be so cavalier about a natural disaster <laughs> so close to a fucking community, but okay. I don't know that you should. <laughs> oh, joy. The nonstop rubbernecking flights and congested airspace got so bad that the FAA restricted the surrounding airspace. But for the geologists who were allowed to still take flight, what they saw from the sky only strengthened their concern. Dr. Donald Swanson said, You could see that there were cracks surrounding the crater where the summit had collapsed. The top of the volcano was a very unstable place and it was breaking up. Scientists continued to warn officials and the public of a possible eruption. Geology professor and Portland State University, Dr. Leonard Palmer, said there is a very good chance we'll have an eruption and no way should we relax. I'd rather be inflammatory than see someone get hurt because we were complacent. Yes, you should panic. Go ahead and panic. Everybody He's been listening to the podcast. Everybody panic. He's been listening in the future. Mm -hmm. Okay. And Mount St. Helens continued her warnings, too. Strangely, on April 1st, a single-engine Cessna 172 crashed into the southwest side of Mount Adams, just north of Mount St. Helens, killing three people. Shortly after the plane crash, an alarming sound echoed through the area, but officials said they were uncertain whether the blast came from Mount St. Helens or if it was an accidental April Fool's sonic boom caused by a military aircraft. Which is 
Why are Just super chill? Why are yeah. we accidentally? What does our military accidentally April Fool's people? <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> a week later, two craters on Mount St. Helens merged into one, leaving state officials with no choice but to move forward with evacuations. They designated a red zone for the most dangerous area and a blue zone, which allowed entrance for permitted workers only, which, of course, included loggers because the Weihauser Company owned most of the land around the mountain. So this is undoubtedly a prime example of a company giving a bigger shit about profits than the welfare of Mm -hmm. its employees. Yep. Get out your bingo boards. Yep. All with the support of the government, too. All with the support of the government. They're like, yeah, you know, as always, we're going to get into that a lot more um next episode and if the government leaders are acting this casual about possible eruption almost like it's a non-thing then it's easy to see why so many citizens would follow suit i can think of several recent <laughs> events that are similar to this they're like oh if our politicians are not worrying why should we yes but in reality you should go ahead and fucking panic everybody panic Nobody cares. Everybody panic. <laughs> For a lot of if we lo- ever <laughs> if we ever need to change our podcast name, that's what we're changing. It Everybody to. Nobody panic. cares. Everybody panic. <laughs> For a lot of the locals, uh, the eruption was a non-thing, and those asked to evacuate were just they were pissed. One woman told a news reporter, "How would you feel? We're paying taxes, and we like to use our property. I'm not afraid." Oh. Enter. Yeah, Mike, people don't get any smarter with time, do they? They sure do. They sure fucking don't. Enter controversial, foul mouth Harry Truman and his 16 cats. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is everything. <laughs> it's my birthday. You gotta have a chaotic I man, right? You. I love you so much. Okay. Harry, who ate scrambled cow brains for breakfast uh-huh. and distilled his own whiskey he called panther pee lived uh-huh. only a few miles from the summit of mount st helens he was the owner and caretaker of mount st helens lodge and lived on the mountain for over 50 years harry's niece shirley shared he used to say that's my mountain and my lake and he would say those are my arms and my legs for harry evacuating the mountain was not an option and when word got out that the 84-year-old man refused to leave, the media went bananas over him. He said in one interview, no, I'm not going to leave. Damn right. I'm not going to leave. I'm going to stay right here. If I left, it would kill me. If I left this place and lost my home, I'd die in a week. I couldn't live. I couldn't extend it. So I'm like that old captain. By God, I'm going down with the ship. I said, if this damn thing takes this mountain, I'm going along with it. I'd rather be dead than to live without it. Is that crazy? I am stupid. Yes. Yes. I am stupid. Huh? (laughs) Let me just cut in and answer that. I'm going to let you finish. But yes. (laughs) Okay, Kanye. (laughs) (laughs) Officials begged and pleaded with Harry to evacuate, but he wouldn't budge. So eventually they dropped it and didn't force him to leave. So Harry was like the only one that they were like, okay, you can stay. Harry said, this is my home, and it's going to have to come and get me. And no authority can take me out of here. No authority dare. Those sheriffs are nobody, and they know better than tackle Truman. They've never even suggested that they haul me out of here. While they know damn well I wouldn't go, they know if they took me out of here, I'd ruin them. 
If I got to town, <laughs> I'd ruin them sure as hell. Fuck. Mm-hmm. This is so aggressive. With plenty of hooch at his disposal, Harry was true to his word, and he never left his home. So listen, I would... Harry... There's been books, there's been movies. I I can't do a deep dive on Harry for you guys, but there is an episode on um, National Park After Dark where they cover like his entire story. If you want a companion to this episode, please go check that out next. Um, I think it might make you fall in love with Harry. It's uh, episode <laughs> 27, The Man Who Went Down With His Mountain, The Eruption of Mount St. Helens. Like the whole podcast is binge worthy, but it would be a good, like if you're still on the Mount St. Helens, while you're waiting for part two, please go check out Harry's story. It's excellent. Okay. By the end of April, geologists discovered something terrifying. While comparing photos, they noticed a massive bulge growing from the north face of the mountain. Oh, that's not a place you want a massive bulge. All right. There are, in fact, sometimes you want a growing bulge, and it's a good but thing. Not then. Not and the bulge was growing at a rapid rate, too. Five to six feet per day. Mm-hmm. But despite the growing bulge, the public was still not impressed that the volcano had not shot its wad. As more and more time passed, the public was still not convinced by the geologist's warnings. So my sister-in-law, Christy, is actually visiting here from Oregon. And when I told her I was working on this episode, she was super excited because she's taken so many geology class. Like, it's it's her jam. Um, but she said, if I learn anything from studying geology, it is no- that nobody listens to geologists. on may 7th an earthquake that recorded 5.0 on the richter scale sent an explosion of steam and ash into the air thirteen thousand feet on may 12th there were 28 earthquakes larger than a magnitude 3.0 recorded including eight larger than 4.0 and then a magnitude 5.0 earthquake rocked mount st helens triggering an 800 foot wide avalanche Despite the activity, things settled down for the next several days. Steam and ash explosions decreased in frequency. What didn't decrease, though, was the growing number of visitors coming to catch a glimpse of Mount St. Helens. They were setting up picnics at roadblocks, and they were, like, sneaking into areas that they had no business oh. being. Fucking humans, let me tell you. Fucking humans. We're all just Indiana dads standing in the yard looking at tornadoes at it's, heart. It's true. It's true. Mm-hmm. Property owners that were forced to evacuate weeks earlier were growing angry and frustrated. Quote, some threatened to converge on the roadblocks in numbers and go through come hell or high water. What the fuck is wrong with people? Listen. Why are we like this? Do they not realize that hell and high water is exactly what's about to happen? (laughs) (laughs) Those are the words you're choosing? What the fuck? Read the room. Read Read the the volcano. On May 17th, the property owners got their way. Governor Dixie Lee Ray gave the go-ahead for residents in the red zone to be escorted back to their properties to retrieve their personal possessions, but not before making them sign liability waivers. They had to evacuate again by nightfall, but were given permission to return the next morning to collect some more things. But the geologists were concerned that the hazard areas that they had previously outlined in red and blue were not significant enough and should be extended. 
A map of the new danger zones were drawn up and placed on Governor Dixie Lee's raised desk, but they would remain unsigned as she was attending a rhododendron festival that day. Oh, okay. Gotta get this, stop and smell the flowers, right? Priorities. I did go on a rhododendron festival rabbit hole. It's my birthday. Um, so we're going to do a little disaster sidebar. I love a disaster sidebar. There is one. I know we've talked about carnival rides a lot. I love the Gravitron. I'll ride the shoddy roller coasters, the weird thing with the flappy arm. So it looks like a spider. But Ferris wheels freak me out. Fair. They kind of. I mean, why? I don't know. There's something about them. I don't know if it's like the mental image of like the wheel just coming off and rolling down the street like or just, it just i don't know i i hate I, I i i tend to stay away i've been on them several times if my kids want to go i don't say no i'd rather send my husband but afterwards i think i'm just gonna eh, eh. no we'll just, we're not gonna let's just do something other that's dangerous jesus okay this is interesting so the, the one ride you won't ride. What's the one bad food you won't eat? To fucking Chipotle. We're Chipotle we're boundaries lately. <laughs> I'm gonna have, have a lot. I'm gonna go to bed tonight and dream about me eating Chipotle on a Ferris wheel. That would be the okay. worst nightmare ever. Fuck, it never happened. And then falling out and pooping all the way down. I don't mind the pooping. Then what's the problem with Chipotle? Uh, I think the the nonstop vomiting. Okay, falling down and vomiting the whole way. I mean, as uncomfortable as sitting on the pot all day long, like, you get to play your candy crush, you get to read the back of the shampoo bottles. <laughs> you can't do that when you're throwing feel, up. I don't feel like that's the vibe with food poisoning kind of diarrhea, though. Oh, I've done it. Okay. Maybe I just have good guts. Did you just say the back of the cereal box? Shampoo bottle. Okay. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> I was like, wait, wait, record scratch. Why is there a cereal box in your bathroom? Maybe there is. <laughs> there probably is. <laughs> Coincidentally, on the anniversary of this episode's disaster, passengers on a Ferris wheel at the Rhododendron Festival heard a grinding sound. And what followed afterwards was absolutely terrifying. Two women and a seven-year-old boy fell nearly 20 feet from a Ferris wheel onto a metal deck after their gondola flipped upside down. One woman landed first with the other woman and child landing on top of her. Ooh. Yeah. All three survived, but the woman that cushioned the fall for the other two had a pretty massive head injury and multiple fractures. Witnesses said that one of the gondola's occupants were standing up despite signage warning them not to. Yeah, so that's my little disaster sidebar. Don't wow. s- don't go on Ferris wheels, and if you do, please sit down. Please sit down. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, definitely sit down. All right, so let's okay. leave uh, the Rhododendron Festival and get back to Mount St. Helens. Uh, sure. I mean, that doesn't sound that appealing when you put it like that, but <laughs> sure. <laughs> you know, where the danger zones remained the same because old Dixie Rayleigh. On May 17th, American photographer Robert Landsberg camped out near the volcano, writing in his journal, feels right on the verge of something. And he was right. The next morning at 8.32 a.m. on May 18th, an M5.1 earthquake ripped through the volcano's core, setting off a deadly chain of events. Dr. Donald Swanson said, Suddenly, the seismographs went bonkers. The needles just started jumping all over the place. I'm not sure I've ever been so excited before. (laughs) I love that energy. 
What followed was a catastrophic series of events. At virtually the same time as the earthquake, the volcano's northern bulge and summit slid away as a huge landslide. As a Brienne. <laughs> I feel like I need to do a landslide. It's like we're time. best friends. Let earthquake we and are. landslides go together. You, you make me happen. Forget two peas in a pod. Why does it sound so dirty? <laughs> earthquake and landslides are best friends. Yay. Um, <laughs> this landslide would become the largest landslide ever in recorded history. Above Mount St. Helens, husband and wife geologist team Dorothy and Keith Stoffel charted a small private plane to take photographs that sunny Sunday morning. You see, it was also Dorothy's birthday coming up. And Keith had uh, justified the expense on renting the plane as an early birthday present for her. But little did the couple know that they were about to be a little too close for comfort and would, with a bird's eye view, witness the eruption of Mount St. Helens. Oh, fuck. They watched as a crack formed across the top of the mountain and the landslide racing down at over 100 miles an hour, eviscerating 1,300 feet of the summit in a blink of an eye. And in what I envision a Dr. Pimple Popper moment for geologists, <laughs> the landslide, quote, permitted the vast bulge of gloopy, gassy magma to explosively decompress a frenzy blast pushed a colossal volume of superheated volcanic matter sideways out of Mount St. Helens at over 300 miles per hour, punching through the avalanche as it was still falling. Every part of that sounded dirty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mount Every part. <laughs> Mount St. Helens just had a lateral eruption, a horizontally directed explosion so it's not like these like little science fair things where a regular volcano you think it shoots up straight up this thing shot out fucking sideways i'm just gonna shut up (laughs) i can't with this (laughs) above as dorothy and keith were photographing the very rare vantage point of the eruption they were now faced with the task of outrunning the very dangerous situation they were now in Keith wrote, from our viewpoint, the initial cloud appeared to mushroom laterally to the north and plunge down. Within seconds, the cloud had mushroomed enough to obscure our view. At the same time, the realization of the enormous size of the eruption hit us, and we focused our attention on getting out of there. The pilot opened full throttle and dove quickly to gain speed. He estimates that we were going 200 knots. The cloud behind us mushroomed to an unbelievable dimensions and appeared to be catching up with us. This shit fucking freaks me out. You're just trying to go and you have like this gigantic plume of ash and smoke chased like literally chasing after you oh my god since the clouds were billowing primarily in the northerly direction we turned south heading straight towards mount hood after a couple of minutes we felt sure we had outrun the clouds behind us we could see the clouds continue to mushroom to the north and northwest an ash cloud rolled across the summit and down the south face completely enveloping the cone and eventually obscuring all but the lower slopes The pilot suggested turning west and flying around the west side of the cloud, but after we thought about it briefly, we realized that the billowing clouds were moving west faster than we could fly. To the east of the volcano, the ash clouds separated into billowing mushroom-shaped clouds and higher overhang of cirrus-type clouds. 
ashfall from the mushroom-shaped clouds was heavy. Lightning bolts shooting through the clouds were tens of thousands of feet high. Soon the ash cloud extended to elevations in excess of 50,000 feet. We thought about flying back to Yakima and even turned to the east briefly, but again we decided against it, realized we could never beat the ash cloud. But sometime between 9 and 9.15, we landed at Portland Airport. So they made it out alive. Like, holy fuck. The, this, this is such a good episode. I love this. The footage that you see, the aerial footage, these are Dorothy and Keith's photos. Like, that's what makes this, this disaster so incredible is because there's no documentation out there. The way this has been documented, it's and we're going to get more into that next episode. They made it out alive. We're going to leave on a happy note. Um, but now that I reached a climax, I'm just going to pull out early and leave you oh. hanging for part two next week. You just gave me episode blue balls, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. What do you think so far? I am obsessed with it. It's fucking bananas. Yes, it is. Oh my fucking god! There is so much more. We are we are barely scraping the surface on this. I one. can't wait for the grand finale. <laughs> Should we do some uh, disaster relief? Yeah, although I don't know that episode was my disaster. <laughs> <laughs> you can go first, unless you don't want to. Go first. So my disaster relief is it's my birthday. Yay! We should just have, we should have turned this into a, a drinking game. Anytime you say birthday, take a drink. If you re-binge it, join me. Melody, I have to. I still have driving to do. Yeah, evening. don't don't drink and drive, please. <laughs> um, I'm gonna my like I said, my sister in law Christy and her fiance Tyler. It's also his birthday, so we're just gonna no yeah. So we're gonna go to New Orleans and we're gonna get some drinks. Um, and it's gonna be. It's gonna be good. I'm gonna I'm gonna let loose. I love preemptive disaster relief. Disaster relief for some shit you haven't done yet, but you're about to. My disaster tomorrow is gonna be a hangover, I'm calling it <laughs> now. <laughs> uh there's no relief for you, but it'll be worth it. What's yours? Um so on the weird dumb yum scale, I'm gonna put this one both under dumb and yum. Um I'm gonna go real broad with this one and say Mexican food. Ah. <laughs> uh. I've been on a Mexican food kick lately. It was a Chipotle episode, huh? No, absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> I had fucking chicken and cheese taquitos like three meals a day a couple days ago. Oh <laughs> my gosh. I, I love good Mexican food. I yeah. also like the crappy stuff too, but oh. Yeah. Yeah. And I went out to lunch um, with my family and some people the other day and had a ridiculously good fajita quesadilla, like stupidly good. Mm. And now I definitely want another, but I've been on such a fucking taquito kick lately. It's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not over. It's not over at all. Hey, live your life, right? I intend to. Don't panic. Eat some Mexican food. Eat some Mexican food. You only food. live yeah. once. Yes, I am embracing that YOLO life. <laughs> um, and it has featured a lot of Mexican food lately. <laughs> I love it. You can't really go wrong with it at all. Unless it's Chipotle, then you absolutely yeah. can. 
Um, we do have a Patreon, and I want to, since it's my birthday, do our Patreon giveaway today, too, if that is okay. Oh, fun. You. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so our Patreon today is Annie Gaunt. I'm going to share my birthday cake with you. You don't have oh, a buddy, yay. but you just, you know. You know. Mm-hmm. So you can donate some presents, some blood. <laughs> Your whole, food. Just donate your body to science. To science, whatever you want. To Melanie, donate your body to, to Melanie. Me, it's my birthday. Can <laughs> I have this up a notch? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're so creepy. Um, well, <laughs> welcome, Annie. I'm so sorry. I'm so it's sorry. Mainly me. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, welcome. Um, every month we do a giveaway. We give one of like a merch collection to you mm-hmm. and I'll spin this bad boy. <clears throat> All right. Hold on. Doo, doo, doo. <laughs> Carrie Mockler. Carrie. Carrie. Carrie Mockler. Hey, wait, 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 wait. Can we can we do another one? I can't stop you. You're the I, boss. No, I want I want to do two. It's Fuck my it, birthday. YOLO. It's your fucking can we birthday. Do another one? It's your birthday. Take a shot, everybody. Yes. Do it. It's weird. I don't know. It's just I want to do a bonus one. Do it. Okay, let's do another one. I think I just like the spinny thing and I'm going to the casino. I think you, do. <laughs> <laughs> you people are reaping the benefits. Maura Reinhardt, you are our Reinhardt. second Patreon giveaway winner. Awesome. I think it was the wheel. I'm getting, I'm getting primed up for the casino tonight. Yes, you're, you're getting hyped. <laughs> I feel it. Well, I love you. Thank you for accommodating early recording so I can do stuff. Yes, absolutely. All right. I want you to go have fun doing stuff. And then have sweet dreams or no dreams. Sweet dreams or no dreams. Hey, Horrible Ghouls. Hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you would like to share your personal MarkSafe moment, you can send it to us at MarkSafePodcast at gmail.com. Please give our podcast a rate, review, and subscribe, and tell your buddies about us too. That goes a long way. If you want to further elevate your support, check out our MarkSafe Patreon page, where we have shoutouts, goodies, and some bonus content in the works. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks again, and as always, stay safe.